The birth of Jesus Christ. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God, and thanks also be to Hope for reading so very well this morning. Some uh, members of our church family. So their beautiful faces will be appearing on the screens. So the story begins like this. An angel appeared to Mary and said, Greetings, the Lord is with you. As you can see through Alice's fabulous acting, Mary was greatly troubled at his words. But the angel told her not to be afraid and that she was going to have a baby. He was to be called Jesus and he would be God's own son. He would reign the world forever and ever. Then the Roman emperor wanted to count all the people. So everyone had to travel to their hometowns to be counted. Mary and Joseph had to travel to Bethlehem, Joseph with his emergency carpentry kit. Whilst they were there, Mary gave birth to the baby and called him Jesus. He had to be put in a manger because there was no room at the inn, surrounded apparently by a mouse, a duck, and a reindeer. And there were shepherds in the fields nearby watching their sheep. An angel appeared and they were terrified, but also, as captured in these pictures, thoughtful, excited, and confused. But the angel told them not to be scared, that their saviour, their Messiah, had been born in Bethlehem and that they should go and look for him. Then the sky was filled with a single angel singing, so they raced off to find the baby. A bright star or four appeared in the sky above the place where the baby was, and some visitors from the east decided to follow it. The wise men arrived. We don't know how many there were. We have six. Uh, but we do know that they were carrying gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We'll learn more about them in a few weeks' time, though. Spoiler alert. Now, this is roughly the story that we hear every year at Christmas. And apart from the wise men, uh, it's based on an extract from Luke's Gospel. In Matthew's Gospel, the reading that we heard earlier, we get a slightly different account that focuses a little bit more on this guy. Joseph, not Toby. Uh, but thank you for the picture. <laughs> uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about Joseph after our next carol. 
So as I said earlier, we heard a reading from Matthew's Gospel all about Joseph. Now I love Joseph and I think he's wildly overlooked every Christmas. He's kind of pushed into a corner as, oh yeah, that guy. Uh, But I'm going to show you today, hopefully, what I admire about him and what I think he can teach us. After all, he was the man chosen by God to raise his son. So if God thinks that Jesus can learn from Joseph, then I'm sure we can learn from Joseph too. So the start of our story says this. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be uh, married to Joseph, but before they came together, he was found, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Joseph is facing a really tricky decision. He wants to do the right thing, but it's not a kind thing. People at the time would have fully expected him to leave Mary, to open her up to shame, but he doesn't want to do that. Joseph wants us to be as kind and loving as possible, something that Jesus teaches us too. It's a bit like when you've made a mistake at school or at work, and it's much better if your teacher or your boss comes and points out quietly to you rather than shouting at you across the classroom. We've heard a lot this year about choosing to be kind. But it's not a new idea. Joseph is showing us here that you can make a tricky but legally correct decision, but you can try to do it in the kindest way possible. He is still showing love, even though he must have been really hurt and really confused. The Bible then goes on to tell us this. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, like another Joseph in the Bible we know, and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins." I love the idea here that Joseph is like lying awake, really worrying about this at night. I know that I've done that about an awful lot of things. Um, And I like to imagine that's what he's doing before he has this dream. Now, I often dream about things that I'm worrying about, but I rarely get an answer to my worries that is so clear and so comforting as this one. Maybe that's how Joseph knew that this was an angel sent from God in his dream and not just his overactive imagination. The dream is so clear. It tells Joseph exactly what God wants him to do. And it tells him not to be afraid. Now, I do wonder if Joseph woke up feeling more or less afraid after a visit from an angel. But what seems clear to me is that Joseph is open to listening to God and to his instructions. I know that sometimes when I'm worrying, I can forget to do that. Do not be afraid, the angel says. It's comforting, but it's also a command. He's being told not to worry. We need to be like Joseph, and we need to be open to listening to him and to trusting God. And that can help us, as it helped Joseph, to stop being afraid. I feel like after last night's announcements, lots of us need to remember that we are commanded not to be afraid. God is with us. Now, Matthew goes on to say this in his gospel. 
All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Now, some of you might be thinking, hang on, Joseph was just told to call him Jesus, but now we're told that his name is Emmanuel. What's going on? It says they will call him Emmanuel, not Mary and Joseph. His name is Jesus. Emmanuel is more like his job title. It's what he's sent to do. And it's what they, as in us, call him. It means God with us. That is Jesus' job, to be God with us here on earth. Now, this is part of a prophecy from the Old Testament. And Joseph will have known it. He will have known his Bible and he will have known this prophecy. So when he had the dream from the angel, he will have thought, hang on, this is like that bit from the Torah that I know. And I wonder if that made him panic or made him so excited that the baby that was growing inside Mary was literally God on earth. And the hope that this prophecy was going to be fulfilled. I think I might be panicking. Uh, It's stressful enough raising a normal baby. But from what Joseph does next, we know that he trusted God and he had hope. So it tells us, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. I love the sense that Joseph immediately wakes up and just cracks on with what God has told him to do. He doesn't um and ah about it. He doesn't dilly-dally. He doesn't think, oh, was it God? Was it not God? He literally just does exactly what he asks him to do. In fact, an interesting fact that I hadn't realized uh, before was that in the whole of Matthew's gospel, we don't hear a single word that Joseph speaks. We don't hear him questioning. We don't hear him thinking. We just hear about his actions. He's a bit like a silent hero. He doesn't question why or how. He just does what God asks him to do. In some ways, that's more obedient than Mary, who does ask, how will this be? And I think we can all learn from that. We all find ourselves, particularly this year, in situations that we have not asked to be in, that we don't necessarily want to be in. And instead of asking, why is this happening to me? We should be asking, what can I do about this? What does God want me to be doing about this? Joseph spent time listening to God. And when he learned what God wanted him to do, he just did it. So as we're looking back on a really weird year and we're looking forward to a year that might be just as strange, I want us all to try and be a little bit more Joseph. We need to think deeply. We need to be kind. We need to listen to God, have hope and ask, what can I do? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the many examples of people in your Bible. And we thank you for the example of Joseph. We thank you for how he listened to you and how he did what you were asking. And Father, I pray that you would help us all to do that this year. Help us to take the time to listen to you and to find out what you want us to do with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, If you'd like to stand.